Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. Um, today I'm very excited. We have Ulitivle Mohashwa. I'm very excited to have her on the show. Ulitivle was actually introduced to me by Zimasa, who was on one of our other episodes. And I'm not gonna lie, we just had the longest conversation now <laughs> even before we started recording, and I'm I can't wait for you guys to hear her speak. Um Ulitivle is working at Old Mutual currently and she has a bachelor degree in finance and a postgraduate diploma in management. She's a social entrepreneur and currently sitting on the board of Johannesburg Child Welfare. Um, she has a company called Owning It Too, which is aimed to mentor um, young kids from the township and expose them to different institutions. As well, she also has a show, so you're the executive producer of a show called Secrets to Success, yes. which I love because I feel like it's like, it's very aligned to She Brigade. I love things that are just, you know, it's about sharing the secrets to different successful people's stories, yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Kilo. I'm very excited <laughs> to hear your story. Like I wanna, I'm just like, let's unpack, let's unpack. I'm excited. Okay, so can we start from the beginning? Who is Uli Tibre and what has led you to being who you are today? Sure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm truly honored. I never take um, anything for granted. And I just like the Holy Spirit to just take over while we talk in, in, in this. In this, I always invite God in everything that I do. Mm. Uli Tibre is a God-fearing woman. Um, she is, I was brought up in Soweto in a small, um, a small, a small township called Prutianot. That's where I was, um, um, brought up for about nine years of my life. And then we moved to Plegari with my parents. Um, I am a child of two educators, two teachers. Mm. Um, my dad is now retired, but, uh, my mom, yeah, my mom, my mom is a fighter. My mom is, is such an inspirational person in my life. She's my mentor. She's my best friend. She's my everything. Um, yeah, my mom is a teacher. Now she's a district official and um, working for government. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Go get ambitious, hardworking. Um, yeah, very hard on myself as well. Cause I set really high standards. Um, for myself, um, I've got a daughter who's four years old, oh. who I absolutely love. She's my heartbeat. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I've got a brother, um, an elder brother, and I had a late sister. I had a sister. She passed on in 2015. But I think, you know, I'm truly family shaped who I am. They mm. allowed me to be me. Um, they always knew that, you know, she, whatever idea she has, Ulitilo will go for it and she'll just do it. You yeah. know, I remember. Um, I've always had a passion for TV as well. And so I was, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but um, I was afforded at a very young age to be a presenter on different shows. And oh, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. Um, I remember I used to watch and I was like, Ma, I'm going to be on that show. And she's like, okay, Wanaka. And then indeed I would, you know, I'd go for auditions, et cetera. So um, I was I was a presenter on um, Sisterhood, Sisterhood on Crazy E. I know that show. Yeah, yeah okay. I was, a, I was a presenter um, with Pearl and them yeah. back in the days and 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 Delays and um, yeah, all these people. So it was an amazing opportunity for me. Um, and then I also had my own show on ACBC Two called Hey SA, um, where uh, it was like a it was like a game show for like um, teenagers, etc. 
And then um, my final stint in television was um, on SABC International on a show called Green Intentions. It was an environmental show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's always been my love and my passion, my first love and my passion. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so how did you decide that you were going to go and study finance? Because yeah. now you, you were in TV. Yes. You, I would assume maybe it would go into media or something along those lines, but you went into finance instead. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's so funny because I've always wanted to be on TV. I've always wanted to have a career in television. And mm -hmm. I guess that's where Secrets to Success, and I'll, and I'll touch on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. My parents were like, no. No child of mine. Yeah. Let's <laughs> uh, educate us for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My mom was like, no black child of mine is going to go and, you know, study TV. And, and, and I don't blame them because back then, there were not the likes of different celebrities right now mm. that are making a career out of it, mm. that are very intentional. So out of the limited knowledge that I had as well um, around having a, a, a profession in TV, I just... You know, I just knew that I've got a calling to to use my voice and to to touch lives, but on a on a big platform. I always I've always known that about my life, and my mom knew that and she nurtured it. But she just thought, ah, this is just your hobby. This is on the side. Yeah, TV is not a clear one. Like yeah, that. it's you just need something to, on the yeah, side. Yeah, you need to be serious about <laughs> your life. And so she gave me. She was like, I'm not paying for your varsity because I thought maybe I should do marketing. And also, I blame myself because I didn't do the enough research. Yeah. I left it to the last minute. I was in matric and my mom was like, so uh, I hadn't even applied. That's how bad it was, Pillow. I was like, I want to go into TV and that's <laughs> it. And my mom's like, you met. And so we went to UJ um, and um, basically pleaded for me to do BCom Finance. <laughs> my mom's so good. And my mom uh, was there and we pleaded with the dean and they signed me on. Okay. That's how I got into finance because my mom was like, you're either going to be a CA or you're going to be, what did she say? A CA or a pilot. I mean, really, like the most bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So you're either going to be a CA or a pilot or I can't remember what else that my mom said. And I was just like, mama, but that's not my passion. And she's like, well, passion don't pay the bills, girl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So that's how finance chose me, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, varsity was tough. I hated it. I'll be honest. I hated it. I felt like I was in a trap. I felt like, why am I doing this? And so I created this whole hill above my, you know, um, with my studies. And I didn't finish it in record time. Mm. But it was all me. It was all me fighting my parents, fighting this whole thing. Like, you guys are so unreasonable. And in hindsight, when I look back, what was what were they supposed to do? Yes, you know, they could have said, look up, give yourself a year and find, if you say you want to go into TVK, why don't you do business or, mm. or marketing or, or communication, like you're saying. Um, but I guess my mom also felt like, no, this child can't just sit. She's very smart. She can't just sit at home and, and daydream. As she calls mm. it, you know, she has to, she has to do something. She has to do something, yes. yeah. And so, fine, fast forward to my varsity days, that's where owning a two actually came to birth. Did it start in your varsity? It, sta it started in varsity okay. because I felt like, you know, young individuals need to take charge of their careers at a very young age. Mm. You need to start researching. So I went to Craigville Primary, I went to Parktown Girls, and Parktown was an amazing, and Craigville Primary, but Parktown is where I was really shaped. I was prefect. I was on so many committees. I was, you name it, I was there. Mm. And um, Parktown really created confident, courageous young women. 
and um, we used to get like your PwC, your Ernest and Young, your big four come and tell us about being a CA. But I knew in my heart, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And so I felt like, you know, kids need to start taking charge of their, of their career. They must they, own it they too. They must own it. That's, that's where owning it okay, yeah. came to, to being. And then I started hmm. doing this and I, and I, and I, and I chose Lezani Secondary. So I doctored a school in Soweto called Lezani Secondary. And that's because my dad um, was a teacher there for over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, so when Papa had a, a stroke, um, not even a stroke, I'm lying, when he had a heart attack, when we were on holiday, actually, imagine, our whole holiday, he was in ICU. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but thank God, he's fine. He's fine right oh, now. Oh, my healthy, goodness, yeah. Very healthy, very strong. But um, I wanted to carry on the legacy. Yeah. I wanted to, I'd started this thing in varsity. I did a few engagements. And then when I was at Investec, I was like, no, I need to continue with this thing. So I adopted a few. I went to the principal and I said, just give me 15 of your good students. And I don't mean just top in terms of academics, but well-rounded. Yeah. Even if it's a 66% average student or a 70% or an 80%. But I want well-rounded students because often the average or above or, or just, you know, Bs and stuff get overlooked because mm. the A. And you know what? With all due fairness, yes, the A people do deserve that recognition but some people are not that academically strong but they have other other areas Mm. exactly so i wanted a well-rounded and we took 15 and i'm so proud of them because of the 15 only about six really graduated one um this is is my baby she did clinical medical practice at Wits university she was studying to to become a uh, um, medicine um, and then things didn't go so well, so she changed her trajectory, and now she's starting to become a CA. But oh, now wow. she's got her first degree, now she's doing her second yeah. degree. Banyana, straight A student, got a bursary. She did air controls, air traffic controlling, and now um, she's doing her second degree in mathematics because she's a buffoon in maths. Um, and she felt like, I'm bored, I want to do something else. And then now, as a civil engineer right now, um, so, you know, there's so many success stories that, yeah. that, that came out of that. And I just wanted to continue with that. Mm. And that's where owning it to actually came. And sometimes we get discouraged along the way, uh, because life doesn't always, doesn't always pan out the way you want it to, mm. you know, but then those hurdles, those, those, those U-turns are actually where other things get birthed. That actually, I, I realize and look back and I'm like, I was supposed to not do well. I was supposed to go through this tough Because if you hadn't... I wouldn't have yeah, started yeah. some of the platforms that I had. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that makes so much sense. Okay, so then um, you finished your degree. Yes. Then you, you stepped into the big world of corporate. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so then I went to Investec. Um, I started in the client support center entry entry level which is a tough tough um industry where you're talking to clients and they're screaming at you the whole time yay just yeah right and when you are when you have a degree you have this whole perception that i'm just going to have a corner office and i'm just going to be this amazing thing little did you know you know um reality check and so there were a lot of young talented individuals in the csc with it with with honors degrees and 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 even some doing their masters Mm. um but they really wanted smart individuals so that the client, when they're on the other side of the phone, we know how to, you know, engage, engage and, stuff, yeah. and stuff. So we did across a lot of um, products and stuff. And so that was really my first training ground in terms of build, how to be a, a relationship, um, you know, builder, how to, to solve problems, how to remain 
<laughs> and resilience and tenacity yeah. so it was mainly career i mean character building then i moved to be an internal banker and then shortly a private banker um which was really something else and you know sometimes you know if something is is for you it's not for you and that was not for me and then um <laughs> although i love people and clients and stuff but th- that was just not for me um, so it was a good training ground because they, one thing Investec will teach you is how to build relationships. Oh yeah. They say relationship Ooh, is your currency. It is your the currency. The day I stepped into the like relationships are your currency. Oh, Relation- yeah. And that has helped me in every endeavor of my life. Uh, That's one place I will commend them for, for, for that, mm. you know, for building my character, for, for making me strong. Although in some instances it, it nearly broke me. I will be honest. It's a tough environment. Mm. Um, they only say only the strong survive. So I'm glad I survived. <laughs> I'm glad, but you know, I've, I've seen most people leave their broken, but anyway, that's another story for another day. But I still say it's a good company in terms of building your character and building relationships and learning how to literally navigate the so-called corporate jungle. Mm. And then my final stint at Investec was in a position um, called middle um, consultant. It was in operations. And there literally we were supposed to, we were like um, risk um, mitigators. So we would look at like, so consultants would go out there, find these big corporates and mm-hmm. lend them money. And then we would then onboard them and, um, um, and calculate like um, uh, covenants, like your debt to EBITDA, debt service cover ratios, interest cover ratios, just to make sure that that company is actually not going to default. And if there were breaches in the covenant, then we would then um, take it up with the consultant, sometimes meet the actual CEOs of the company just to gain an understanding of why. And then the consultant, if they felt comfortable with you actually presenting with them, you'd present with them on the breaches. Okay. So that was really a tough, but oh my goodness, I finally got to like um, apply what I learned in varsity in terms of finance. While I was there, then I did my postgrad and um, uh, postgrad diploma in management, specializing in corporate governance mm. um, with Monash University. And then shortly, I was headhunted then with Alan Gray to come and join them as a client relationship manager. Um, so yeah, my move. I mean, I was at Investec for seven years, so that move was tough, like in terms of okay, I've built all this currency, this yeah, relationship currency. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now going to start from scratch. Is this, you know, I prayed about it. And a very good friend of mine, who's also one of my managers, um, Linda, she's amazing. And she, we prayed and we prayed to say, God, am I making the right decision? And eventually, um, yes, I was making the right decision. The best decision ever, mm. ever in my life. Um, Ellen Gray really took me under their wings and gave me the platform to shine. Um, you know, as a client relationship manager, our role was to educate um, um, clients um, on, on, on financial investment education. So we were not there to sort of sell products or push products. It was merely there, a platform to educate, you know, around what we, and I say that in inverted commas because I'm no longer there, what oh, yeah. and, you know, as, yeah. as, as important when it comes to financial investment education. I loved it because all these elements of a part of me was always passionate about grooming and developing. So remember I told you I had a passion for TV. So now I could present in front of an audience and I could educate, which is my love, which is um, lifting other people Mm, on YouTube mm. and then also learn. And, and so for so it came, me, it's like full circle, it, it came full, full circle. circle. Yeah. So it felt like such a calling, like, Oh my God, everything I love in one thing, I learned so much. I mean, and, and and met so many amazing people. I I, got, I mean, 
my part of my role is to network. Yeah. I mean, and build relationships and and um and nurture those relationships and also just host these, you know, platforms where people could actually learn about what we did at and mm. it was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. I mm. then also got opportunities to represent the brand and go on radio and talk, you know, and um, got interviewed on KFM many times on behalf of the of 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 of, of um, Alan Gray around, you know, when markets were not doing so well, should people actually take their money out of equity funds and put mm. them in money market funds and the the detriment of that, you know. So li listen, I was afforded so many good platforms. Amazing time of my life. And then as lo and behold, it like then all mutual said, no, we want her. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So then now I'm at um, old mutual as a senior business development manager in corporate consulting, a fantastic opportunity. I could not say no. Um, it found. Yeah. Me. But wasn't that hard because yeah. like it, it, it sounds like you found home. Yes. Yes. And now you're leaving again. Yeah. So it was tough. Um, very tough. But for me, I've always had a thirst for pushing myself and and really just growing mm. and really just stretching myself. And All Mutual then gave me that platform. I believe I created a really good open door policy where, you know, they said, if you ever want to come back, please. They didn't want me to go, which was also such a humbling, yeah. you know, where they were fighting to keep me. And I really, part of my heart, didn't want to. But I think God knew that it's time mm. and if I'm supposed to go back, I will, but maybe in five, six, seven years. But time. for now, but for now, this is allow it. me to go and learn, mm. allow me to go and do what I feel is the right step for me. I've mm. always wanted to go into corporate consulting as well, because I feel that's the best training ground. Should you ever want to run your own business or you want to head up a division or you want to be a CEO, you need to be in consulting. You need to have gone through that rigorous, you know, um, process. So, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, learning a lot, a lot out of my depth, which is fantastic. I've only been there for a few months, so um, I'm excited about the opportunity and, mm. and God's been amazing. Yeah. Okay, so at what point during all of this did you start Secrets to Success? Oh, yes. Where did that fit in? <laughs> so, you know, Secrets to Success actually came, it was a thought when I was an investor. Uh, because as a woman, as I said, I found it hard that I had a voice within corporate, especially within corporate South Africa. There's a lot of gentlemen's club. I thought oh. that, yeah, mm. that men were so good at um, building relationships or rather corporate South Africa had made it easier for men to build relationships. Um, but also I must be honest, men are better than us in terms of sharing and let's work together to mm. you know, navigate this. We almost like, uh, -uh that's my spot. And um, I'm going to fight you. And it's so silly of us because there's enough room for yeah. us at the table. I always say that. There's enough room mm. for us at the table. And the, if we just concentrated on let's work together and build together. Let's build. When it's your turn, Belo, it's your turn. When it's your turn, Ole, it's your turn. When it's your turn, Zimasa, it's your turn. And we, we spoke about the amazing way in which we were integrated yeah. with Zimasa. Um, so, you know, owning, it, I mean, sorry, Secrets to Success came from that where I felt in my corporate life, there was some really d dark times that I experienced where your people would pull you down just for the sake of pulling you down or so that they can succeed. They have to show you how they, they almost have to 
pull you down so that that the manager can see oh okay look at this person compared to this one exactly yeah and i was just like and it was mainly women guys it, it's it's actually it was actually quite heart-wrenching but at the same breath um i also saw amazing help you know like mm. i was really fortunate to have peggy sukumalo as my mentor um, and how that came about, she was having a meeting um, or, or I don't know, she was sitting with um, some lady at the canteen and I came up to her and I was like, I'm sorry to disturb. I really like you. Um, I have you on my wall. Oh, no. <laughs> I literally did that. I was like, you don't know, but you're my mentor. And I want to officially make that official. And she laughed and she looked at me like this girl is You've crazy. never met her before Ever. This. <laughs> Ever. So my best friend's sister, Matsi Mudize, has been fortunate to be mentored by her and oh, so i used to okay. hear all these amazing things about her part of the reason why i actually came to investec was because of her oh and so i asked myself where is this lady i haven't seen her and you're when she would walk in and she she just consumed so much confidence so much executive I'm, presence. I, i've seen her right i've oh, seen her walking, and i'm goodness. like this oh woman. my goodness she has such an aura around her and i was like god I, this is my one chance. Yeah. You know the whole two minute elevator pitch? Yes, yes. You practice it, but that date went all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily she, she had a good heart where she just thought, okay, this girl's crazy, but let me just give her a chance. Yeah. And she was like, okay, send me an email. Um, um, let's see what we can do. And I always share the story. Um, it took a long time for me to build that relationship with Peggy Sue. Almost two to three years. Yeah. People would have actually given up. She availed herself, don't get me wrong. We had coffees, we had, you know, but I just wanted to be part of her circle, man. I just wanted to be there, you know, I just wanted to <laughs> like, and, and I don't blame her now that I look at it because sometimes you need to protect yourself because you don't know what people, you know. People's intentions, yeah, you never really know. You don't. Yeah. And that woman is so private and so, like she's just something else. And once you get to know her and break those walls, phenomenal she opens so many doors so she fought half my battles mm. without me even knowing so Pegasus was my mentor and sponsor before i even knew what the term sponsor meant mm. she fought my battles without me even knowing you know so that woman i will always speak of her every platform that i get because god had chosen her to truly be my angel and she really was um, she really, really was. And I'm glad I didn't give up. And I'm glad I... And you know what I learned about mentorship? That you need to give first before you can get. Yeah. You really do. Yes. And she just opened her heart and her soul. And that's where Secrets to Success really stemmed from. I have been so blessed to be in this woman's life for her to open so many doors for me. There's so many people who don't have this. How mm. do I then create a platform where I draw so much inspiration, so much strength, so much you know, uh, from this woman, um, how, how other people, and there's, it's impossible for one person to mentor the whole world. It's, it's, yes. it's really impossible. Yes. Even if the heart is there, you just feel like I'll be doing you an injustice because I know how busy I am, you know. And I've also had to say that a lot to um, mentees, which I never say no to, by the way. But I'd always say, you're going to have to run this re uh, relationship. Yeah. I am, my heart and soul is here, but you're going to have to take ownership because I'm not going to lie. I'm a mother. I'm a career woman. I am running around. I am a scholar. I'm studying. Like, I don't have time, but you're going to make that time. You're mm, going to, mm. you're going to put time in my calendar and we're going to, and any mentee of mine, you can ask them if they put it in my calendar, I will honor it. Yeah, and yeah. I'll give you my time, my heart, my soul and yeah. everything. 
So I learned so much from her. And that's why I was like, you know what? People don't get these platforms to sit with such people who sit on boards, who are CEOs, who are... And I was afforded that just by being associated with her. I would go to the children's birthday parties. I'd go to her events. She'd tag me along. She really started exposing me to so many different women whom now are also mentoring me and whom now I call mothers and aunts and sisters. Mm. And had she not done that, do you, do you get what I, I wouldn't be where I am. Yes. She shaped you know, me as an individual. She didn't have to. Mm, she didn't have to. She didn't have to, but she did. And so for me, it was like, how do I pay it forward? And that's where Secrets to Success came to, to, to being about because I was so sick of women being bypassed. I was so sick of us actually doing this to ourselves. She used to say to me, lean in or let's sit at the table. When you go into any meeting, mm. make sure that your voice is heard. You're going to say something. You know, you, you're going to contribute. Mm. Don't just sit there and be a spectator. Don't just sit there and just, you know, um, 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 you know, um, sit in with everyone else and where people, she would afford me opportunities with the chairman, like dinners with that, you know, where you just realize, oh, they're these secret little things and I am. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't have to. So for me, it was like, how do I create that platform of giving back and saying to women, let's work together. There's so much power and the success becomes so much sweeter when you're lifting um, as you're rising. Mm. Because I've experienced that in my life. I've truly experienced Women that I didn't even know or I knew through association with Peggy Sue mm. who have truly opened the door for me until um, today who have coffees with me, who have, who invite me to their break, um, to their birthdays, who, and you know, when you go to these things, there's so many people there you get, and then she's like, Oh, she wants to do one, two, three, boom, it's done. You know? So it's, it's, it's about that's where secrets to success came yeah. to about. Firstly, women stop shaming each other. Let's build together. And once you find your tribe, then continue to lift as you rise. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, wow. Hey. Yeah. That's, yeah. I love that because like I said in the beginning, that's like what I, what I love and what I'm passionate about. And for me as someone who is also in the corporate space, I also, I see that a lot. Yeah. I see everything you're talking about. I see it a lot. Um, you know, women pulling each other down. But then you, you, then you realize that there's those women who are like just there for you. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. Like to gain nothing. Yeah. There actually are women who can just be there for you just for no reason. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So what are some of the like highlights and lowlights of your journey? Wow. Such a good question. <laughs> oh, we need to celebrate. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just... I think the fact that at a young age, I got to do what I wanted. I was so intentional. I was so, I, if I put my mind to something, it happens. Mm. Um, it may not happen in the timing that I wanted to happen, but it happens. Yeah. And, and that's one thing my brother will even tell you that, you know, my little sister, when she says, I'm going to do that and I'm going to be on that show and I'm going to be, it just happens. Um, and I also believe in that, you know, when you involve God in a lot of things, mm. the, the, the universe and God just puts things together for you. There have been some, 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 and let me start with the highlights. Um, so being featured on different shows, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, that really gave me, that's where my confidence started. That's where I learned to communicate. I used to have people speaking in my ear as I'm presenting, oh my telling me, say this. Or sometimes they're laughing at the person that I'm interviewing and I have to keep a straight face. And <laughs> I'm just like, 
signaling like guys you're too loud you know so those little skills and i learned them at such a young age i think yeah. now they would actually scare me um but if i had to start if i only were afforded those opportunities now and not then because when you're younger you feel as you yeah know, nothing you know nothing yeah. just you know um but also just like the things that i've mentioned with you know being headhunted being at alan gray and being afforded the opportunity to go on different platforms mm. um, and represent the brand. That truly was one of my highlights because it was something that I had put down that this is what I want to do. Um, being headhunted again with Old Mutual. Mm. That, and I know it's something small, but for me, it's something so big, yeah. um, especially in this tough economy. Um, there's another person, a friend of mine I was talking to about, and she was like, Ola, you say this so loosely. We are struggling to find, you know, um, and we've got all these qualifications, masters mm. and CA and et cetera, but we're struggling and you just get, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, I looked and I was like, I must stop saying it's LinkedIn or whatever. Yes, LinkedIn is a powerful tool. You can always brand yourself to look, you know, and, and all and showcase all you you've got, but ultimately God has a final say. So it's, it's, it's truly been God. Mm. Um, and it's high, also, sorry. And yeah. it's also a blessing. Like, like it's one thing to get a job and to get, a job doing something that you love. Yes. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference There's a huge as well. Difference. Yeah. So that was really my highlights and being afforded so many platforms to speak with the likes of Ipile Mukari, to speak with Cindy Mabasokoyana, to speak with so many people that I've always looked up to. And mm. today I can, you know, send an email, pick up a phone and say, do you remember me? And they're like, yeah, come, let's have coffee. Oh. Um, so being being mentored by Babnene was also a highlight for me. Um, he he was, yeah, he was uh, amazing to, to, to be taken to so many rooms, these, these networking events that no one knows about. <laughs> and I was, you know, given an opportunity to choose which one I want to go to. Mm. And again, that door was opened by Peggy Sue. She gave me his number, his email address, and said, "Just call Babnen and tell him that I, 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 you know, you my you my mentee, and you know, you need a sponsor when you when you were at Alan Gray." And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I'm just gonna call him and say, hi, Baba. You don't know me." <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> and um, obviously, I didn't do that, but I yeah. sent him an email and he responded. And and I'd see some things, but had that not her giving me that, you know, just by seeing someone as association with yes. you, like, oh, okay. So I trust her that she'll come with good intentions, etc. And mm. then I was very deliberate. I said, this is all I need. I am mandated to bring high net worth individuals. So all I need is um, an opportunity to be amongst them. And Baba, that's where I think you can play. And he was like, sure, just I'm going to set it up with my PA and every event that I go to, you will now be afforded the opportunity oh my goodness. to do that. I kid you not. So he would like, his PA would then send me, guys, a whole month, even though he, she would do it weekly, there'd be like five or six or seven events that I need to choose. And everywhere I went, he'd introduce me. This is my mentee. She stalks me everywhere. He'd always make a joke. Because <laughs> yeah. everywhere we, where we go, he's like, how are you stalking me? I'm like, you gave me like this invitation, <laughs> you know? Um, so just being a month sitting in the, in the tables where he's there and with all these people, these strong, influential people, and to just mm. be afforded the opportunity to, 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 to network and be with them was an amazing opportunity. So, yeah, um, like these are my highlights and meeting. And then Babnena actually introduced me to Osri Fidre. 
um, um, Active Investments, who's a group financial director there, and she's my mentor today. And she's opening so many doors for me today, sitting with me, strategizing. Okay, you now owe me to let, let me help you structure this. What do you want to do? Okay, secrets to success, you need one, two, three. I'll know this person. I know. And I'm just like, oh my sure. God. So, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, it's the, my highlights are the generosity of people, the generosity of people who just didn't know me and they just wanted to help me. Like what we were saying earlier, you know, like people who just want to give, you know, yeah. without getting anything in With, return. They have nothing to gain, but people, yeah. Those are my highlights. Um, my low lights were really in, and, and, and I said, Invisic was an amazing, amazing firm. You will learn to be resilient, to be um, strong, tenacity, character building, to be a go-getter, to be a hunter, to be entrepreneurial, to be a um, relationship builder. I mean, you will know how to build relationships in like, that's the best training ground. But at the same breath, I had my really low moments there, mm. really, really tough moments where I just felt like the world was coming to an end. Um, you know, lots of sleepless nights, lots of crying, Lots of, I'm not good enough. Lots of, why am I even here? Lots of, you know, doubting myself. Um, and, and, and seeing that Ole, that, that part of her just dimming down. Just dimming down. Um, and it took the likes of my mother. My mom is my world. She really is. And my dad. You know, people were saying, you talk about your mom all the time. I'm like, you're right, my dad. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to you dad. guys, you know, so daddy, <laughs> I love you with all my heart. <laughs> um, yeah. Because also, shout out to my dad on a serious note, because he allowed my mom to shine. There's not a lot of strong men who do that. My dad is not a talkative go-getter. He's very quiet, reserved, but a carrier. Yeah. He's a strong carrier. He allowed my mom the platform to do you. Mm. And that's where I get my go-getterness. You know, my brother always teases me. He's like, you and mom, why? that's why Liluana, because you guys are the, <laughs> same, the same person. You know? Yeah. So, but my mom has really held my hand through the toughest moments. Um, you know, oh, another low light was when I gave birth um, in 2015. Um, I had um, complications. So my pregnancy was okay till towards the end. I had to be forced to um, not work just like maybe two or three weeks before I actually went and gave birth. And then I did, but the whole time I was fine. Mm. Oh, I should show you my pictures. I look so good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say so myself. Okay, back, back on track. Um, but it, it was um, a tough time in that I gave birth in, on the 3rd of Jan, 2015. I went home and I noticed funny things like, um, you know, and then I, I, and at that time, my sister was still around. And you know, when you go back home and they help you with the child, yeah. um, you know, for three months, etc. And um, in my month of being home, I was in pain. And my mom and my sister had natural birth. My mom, I had two kids, me and my, my brother. My sister's like my cousin's sister, like mm. my mom's child, basically. Oh, okay. But mama took her in at a very young age. So She's like your sister. is my sister. Yes. She's my sister. And my sister had three children, um, all natural birth. So they didn't understand. They just thought, ah, what the fuck? And I mean, you know, you're just being yourself. Yeah. And like, Stop it. Like, it's not. And I was just, you know, and then the pain died down. But then there was just, you know, things that were just not good. Um, I had a C-section. So later on, um, at about two o'clock in the morning, my sister said, mm -mm, mama. 
and went and woke up my mom and my dad and said, we need to rush this girl to hospital. There's something. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, I'm fine. The pain is gone now. I'm okay. Um, and, um, and my mom got on the phone with a friend from London who's a nurse or something and got her to speak to me because I was so stubborn. And I was like, guys, I'm fine. I'm yeah. Fine. It's a, just a little bit of blood and a little bit of, I can't even remember what was coming um, out of my stomach. And, and, and um, my sister's like, nope. And my mom's like, nope, we're taking you to the doctor. Went to the doctor and they immediately took me in to ICU. Yo. <laughs> immediately took me into ICU. It was a tough time. I thought I was going. I really thought I was going. My mom said I said the most bizarre things, like I want you to take care of my child. Oh, my goodness. With the father of my, my baby. I want you to take care of... I was saying funny things, and my mom was like, please, Sedato, give us something, because I can't, I can't hear this. I can't deal with this. Um, and it's weird. It's almost like I had an out-of-body experience. And I know, like, it sounds weird, but I, it was like... I was okay to go at that time. I really was. Sorry. Um, it was tough. Mm. Um, it was really, really tough. I was in ICU for a month. A month? A month. Uh, one of the toughest times. Uh, and I had the most amazing nurses who just would bathe me and clean me up. And, you know, when you are in that delicate moment, you realize just how insignificant you can be and how people can truly lift you in mm. your weakest moments. Mm. At that time, they only allowed um, certain people to see me in ICU. It was tough. I don't even remember when my mom and my dad used to come. I remember my mom coming, but my mom said my dad came, my brother came. I don't remember all of that. It was tough. It was tough because I just gave birth. And I couldn't hold my baby. Mm. Um, I thought this is something silly. Like, I mean, they had to do a second op um, to clean me up. So I think I had something called septicemia or something, and it's an infection. And my mom wanted to sue the hospital because she was like, no, but it's negligence. You know, they didn't clean me up properly before they stitched me. I just didn't have the energy for fighting. And I was like, "Ma, just leave it, you know. Uh, eventually, I got better. I got better. Um... And then I was taken into the normal ward for a further two, three weeks. Mm. And I couldn't see my child, you know. Um, when I, I, I had to learn to walk again, that's how hectic it was. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. I would puke everything I ate. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I lost so much weight. I, I'm usually like a 32, 34. I like to stay in 32, but sometimes, you know, you your body. The other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I went to like a size 28, 26. That's how tiny I was because I, I just lost all the weight. And um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't keep anything down. I would eat and I'd puke. Um, and the doctor said to me, well, I, I can't release you until, you know, you leave here. And when you eat, you're not going to puke. Now, some of the day nurses were so mean. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything for myself and they'd forced me to do it. And then in the evening, no, I'm lying. The day nurses were great, but the evening nurses were horrible. And so I'd tell my mom and she'd fight with them and then it would get better for two days and then it would Back revert. again. But there was this one lady, this nurse, shame. I, I can't remember her name and it really pains me because she deserves to be mentioned. You know, she, 
would clean me up and comb my hair and you know i couldn't do these things mm. i couldn't i couldn't and then i obviously had a physio what do they call them physio yeah to, yeah, to, to help me walk again therapy is. yes to help me walk again so then i learned how to walk and then i was fine and I, i'd be wheeled into a wheelchair walk a bit and then outside you know by the waiting area then they'd bring my child and then i could mm. see my child again and so that helped me to fight to fight to live to say i used to have a picture every time i'd eat so that i don't throw up to say i'm doing it for her eventually i got better um went back home um and then my sister passed on oh my goodness <laughs> so yeah 2015 who was a beautiful year that my daughter was born and she is everything to me but i also lost my sister whom i was very close to who you know you only appreciate people when they're gone it it pains me my sister knew i loved her very much mm. but before she used to be like let's do this together let's i was just like oh my god this girl like can you just get a life <laughs> but you don't realize that 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 person is kind of like she's going mm. um and so i regret you know but i know she's in heaven and she she can hear me and she knows um that i loved her with all my heart mm. um and so yeah she 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 um she fell in in class um and um, they rushed her to hospital by the time she got to hospital um the blood had gone to her brain and her lung her right lung i can't remember had collapsed and um yeah it was tough and then the next day i mean my mom went because i couldn't go because i was with my child and the next day at six o'clock on the 26th of march we got a call to say she's no longer so and my mom was like i don't care if she because they told us if she lives she's gonna have brain damage my mom was like i don't care as my my child and we will do everything to keep her alive and fight and then i guess you know god decided that it was time mm. so that was my low lights mm. um, yeah that was yeah my 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 low lights and going back to because i still had investic at that time going back and um pigisu again was there for me oh, that woman guys she was there you know she was there and my family was there um, my best friend would fly all the way and come and see me and literally you know i mean we've been best friends for 17 18 years um and her her sister my best friend's sister we've even become closer you know um have been my pillars absolute pillars mm. um you know that's where you you see like god just chooses angels for you to surround you to surround you mm. and they've been there through good through bad through the crazy and through the best times of my life and i would love to believe that i've done that for them as well so yeah pillow sorry long 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 story oh i even got to cry <laughs> but um every time i talk about my low lights yeah it, it really evokes some deep emotions because i then realized i have a purpose in life if you know god decided to 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 preserve my life then clearly i because everyone thought i was going no one saw my sister going because she was perfectly healthy yes like what a, yeah so yeah <laughs> oh wow okay sorry <laughs> no but don't you have to apologize thank you for sharing thank you because yeah thank you for sharing that um okay so one of my one of my favorite things to talk about is the the life motto that i live by is be who you needed when you were younger wow 
I believe in that so much because, you know, when I was younger, I just felt, there was a lot of times I felt alone. Yes. I felt like I needed someone. So mm-hmm. I always believe in being that person that you needed when you were younger. Um, so I always ask all of my guests this on the show. Yes. If you could talk to your younger self, yeah. what would you say to her? Sure. What would you say to the younger Uli? Be kind to yourself. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a go-getter, ambitious, go for it. And um, my last boss, because I have this personality, if I love something, I go 200%. I give it my all. And sometimes you forget that life is not all about work, work, work. Um, And I've asked many of my mentors as well, where, guys, you guys sit on boards, you're CFO, of Transnet, you were partnered Ernest and Young. You are asked by Sarah Ramaphosa to come and you know fix ESCOM. You sit on ESCOM's board. Mm. You know you were you know, but you're a mom. You've got two kids. You're a wife. How do you do it all? You know you're, you now you see the other mentor like Peggy Sue is the CEO of of of, of, of Standard Bank. Oh yes, Tennessee. she moved you know, now. I was that like, lady. Well, when the Nasa <laughs> came out and work, we were like, yes, go. You know, <laughs> you've got two beautiful daughters. And, and likely because I was in her world, I saw how she did it. But it was like, I would have this guilt of work-life balance. And I've got this beautiful daughter who looks up to me. But sometimes I have to make these sacrifices. I still mm. want to do my master's. You know, I'm doing my CFP right now and it's tough. Um, but it's, 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 I've learned to be kind to myself. Because often people can tell you, oh, you're doing so well. If you don't believe it yourself. Because you're always on to the next, mm-hmm. to the next, to the next. That you don't learn to enjoy the present moment. What's the point? You know, I've always been go-getter, go after. But when are you going to sit back and say, hey, I've actually done well. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say to, to my younger self is you're going to do well. You're going to have some tough times along mm-hmm. the way, but you're going to do well. and You're going to rise and you're still rising. You're going to be CEO because that's my goal. Yes, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Group C of a multinational. Oh, hallelujah! Yeah, in Jesus' name, it shall happen. Amen. You know, but <laughs> along the way, there will be some tough journeys, there will be some tough setbacks and hurts and pain. But be kind to yourself because I don't think in my journey, as much as I've done so well, that I've had the moment to live in the present moment sometimes. Mm. I'm often in the future or in the past. And sometimes you just need to forget about all of that and actually celebrate your present moment. Mm. So it's to be kind to yourself because I know Ole will succeed. I know because I'm talking to my younger self, right? Yes. But it's saying just be kind to yourself and don't be too hard on yourself. Mm. That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're incredible, Thank hey? You. Oh, my Thank goodness. You. Wow. That was amazing. Thank, Thank you so you. much Thank for sharing you. your story. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to contact you and just learn some of the work that you do? Yes, thank you so much. So on LinkedIn, I am most active on LinkedIn. Um, if they look up my name and surname, Ulitiba Mukhasha, and they can text me, like message me, anyone who's messaged me, I try and get back to them. Mm. Even if I don't in a time yes manner, I will send a message um, later on and we can hook up, you know. Um, I don't want to give away my cell phone number, you know. Yeah, no, but... no, 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 that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, on LinkedIn, I've also got a um, 
uh, like I said, secrets2success.co.za, so www.secrets2success.co.za. It used to be called secrets2success.tv, and then I changed it to secrets2success.africa, and now www.secrets2success.co.za. We're busy revamping the website, okay. and making sure that you know everything with also new episodes, etc. So yeah, if they want to follow me there, they can on Instagram. Also, secrets to success and official official underscore official. So secrets to success underscore official. Yeah, that's where they can find me. But I'm mainly more, and then on Facebook, it's just Ulutilo Mukhasha. So. I mean, I'm very active on social media. So, but your number one is LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll find me there, and we can, we can, yeah, we can engage. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you again. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Pelo. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at She Brigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you in the next episode. Bye.